0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer. We are continuing the discussion about cognitive decline in Mom's story and comparing the two, Dad and Mom's story, as well as I'm interjecting some teachable moments, things that happened that we actually learned from and hoping to share with you. I left off with Mom's story talking about how... um, It was actually a blessing in disguise that she had fallen, hit her head, ended up in the hospital, and I was there, I don't know how many hours, a lot of hours. She was very frustrated, angry, um, and Deb came, took over. Uh, Deb and I and Keith, we all worked well together to make sure that we could make mom comfortable as she progressed with her decline. So at this point, this is in 2018 and it's important to understand the dates and stuff. So 2018, the summer of 2018, mom was assessed and I referred to OTPT, etc. I'm going to share the importance of those um, practitioners and how you need those to go on the journey with you if you have a loved one who is struggling with this. While mom is, you know, struggling with this and going through her assessments, Deb is um, trying, you know, to get her out of her condominium and into, an it's called an independent living situation. The place that mom was has kind of like a progression, the whole facility in place. She would go from a condo to an apartment all under the same guys and uh, of Attic Angels, and then go to Memory Care Center, and there's a health center facility in there. They also have um, assisted living, which would be a little step up from independent and more help. So while she's, mom's going through all these assessments, Deb's calling, trying to get her into the um, independent living. Part, which she would have a two-bedroom apartment. Let me back up and tell you about her assessments. So after mom had fallen, um, all these people were lined up, and Deb was really good at lining up all the appointments for occupational therapy, physical therapy, a geriatrics assessment, and a therapist. And for me, I didn't know all the difference. Um, I knew, but I didn't really know. So I want to share with you what an occupational therapist would do with your loved one. They're going to address the physical component in development and recuperating from the memory loss, so to speak, but you won't recuperate. But um, it encourages rehabilitation through the performance of activities required in daily life. So they try to actually mimic activities that are involved in your daily life. So I was there while the OT went through and actually um, went through to find out, could mom go to the restroom by herself? Could she shower by herself? Could she put herself to bed? Could she eat? So at this point, she was doing okay on that, but she needed um, more exercise activity. And that's where the physical therapist came in. So to me, OT is more daily Skills And then the physical therapist is treatment of disease or injury um, by physical methods such as massage, heat treatment, and exercise rather than by drugs or surgery. And some of you might have experienced that where um, you might be recovering from an injury and you do physical therapy. Well, for mom... They implemented some exercises she needed to do with some soup cans, with a band, um, and she was pretty good at doing this, and everything was written down for her during this time. And then the geriatric assessment. Now geriatrics is a, is a um, wow, they do a lot for your individual um, who is struggling, and their assessment, Debbie was more... Um, on board with all of this and going to this. I, I remember going to dad's appointment for the geriatric assessment and what Deb told me about mom's geriatric assessment was, um, you know, the, it, basically the mind, ch- checking the mind and seeing where mom is at. Um, could she write, I'm just going to spitball this one, but could she write uh, on a clock, uh, you know, a template of a clock could she write 10 minutes to two o'clock and that was difficult and um, I was trying to think of some other things oh this is one test that Deb told me about that uh, she was given four words um, and then engaged in conversation and then had to recall those words and she could not do that at this particular time now I I want to share a little bit more about what geriatrics is because it's a tool to evaluate a a person's health and well-being, Um, not only the physical and nutrition, but um, the medical um, condition that a person is, the mental health, and also the social support at home. So here's, here's some things to put in your head. Geriatric giants. Um, this fell into it and I am, this is all male clinic stuff. I, I find it on male clinic, the geriatric giants. So as we get older, and again, I've shared 61, some things that I'll pay attention to are my mobility. So, um, stability, um, incontinence, and impaired intellect and memory. So those are things that decline as we get older, but there's a there's a fine line if it's declining too much to the po- point where you cannot live a fulfilling life and you need some help. So the other um, geriatric problems that fall under the giants as well as delirium, falls, frailty, dizziness, syncope, and incontinence. And mom had a bout of syncope, like vertigo, and they misdiagnosed her. Um, That was a struggle in itself, and I'll share that tomorrow. It It was a dirty shame. I tell you what, there were some things that I thought, I cannot believe you just missed some of this stuff. So Let's go back to Mama's story where she is getting assessed with all this. And in the meantime, her demeanor is okay. Her demeanor goes up and down. Like when she was in the hospital, it was like, yeah, now she's kind of settling there. We don't have people staying overnight. So she's going on the up. So paying attention to this, it's like we thought she was going down and she was going down for good. Well, nope, she's on the upswing now. And a summer of 2018, fall of 2018, we move her out of her condo and we move her into her, um, two bedroom apartment on the ground floor as part of Attic Angels. And it's independent living, but she has someone that she could reach out to if she needs help. And they all, there's activities planned for them and, um... And an activities room, she can go out and go walking, um, a beautiful courtyard and garden, and it looks wonderful. But as she's going through this, her memory and her ability to understand, um, even how to cook and stuff is starting, she's starting to struggle with some of that. And I'm going to touch on family a little bit. Um, so that you understand and i I've, I've said this before all of us fall into our roles and i'm going to encourage strongly that you enlist the entire family to help i know sometimes people can't um don't want to do it or can't but find something for them to do maybe they can manage the money or something um maybe they can organize um your loved one's home and they don't want to see the decline. So they, they just do it on days that maybe you take mom or dad away and that, that family member can go in and help organize. We were fortunate and Deb and I had talked about this, that all of us took part in some way, shape or form. Even with dad, Leslie was there, you know, Leslie is gone during mom's struggles and we actually talked to Leslie up in the heavens and got some guidance and stuff. But um, Leslie would ask openly like, hey, Allison, how do you talk to dad? I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, And teaching, helping each other out. Um, For some reason, I was able to really handle uh, dad's dynamic. And with Mom. It was harder, and and this is, um, it's just our family dynamic was Debbie was really close, sister Debbie close to dad, and I was close to mom, and Keith and Leslie were close to both, and it's like we all had, you know, a different role, and we already know the whole, you know, oh, firstborn, secondborn, well, I'm the baby. Um, I probably pushed it a little bit. I was a little crazy and wild once in a while. <laughs> But um, finding that role within your family, there is a way that you can help. And I'll keep sharing ways that you can help and even just checking in and checking in with your loved one and just saying hi, just thinking about you. Um, and you don't have to converse for a long time because you know that they'll forget it, but they're there and you you have to make sure that you stay connected somehow and work with your family. I don't want to be a bitch about it, but your loved one will sense it if it's not working. There's, they definitely have somehow that they can sense these things. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I always, I'm trying to stick to 10 minutes, but I get a little, uh, winded and stuff and I just wanted to get some stuff off my chest so this is therapy for me as well and I appreciate you guys listening to this and I help you learn some stuff. I didn't do a whole lot of mom story. We're in the fall of 2018 and we just moved her and I'll share a little bit more about the move. She was okay with it. She was okay with it. But tomorrow I'll share about the move and many other teachable things. Things that you can take and go, oh, and apply in your life or share it with someone who is going through this because there are more and more people who are going through cognitive impairment. All right, you guys make it an awesome Monday. Take care of yourselves. Remember one life, one time, you got this one body. Take care of yourselves and always keep on learning. I I, I want to call this a, a, you know, a lifelong learning um podcast because it truly does help the brain. That's a whole nother thing I'll talk about. You got to keep on learning. Learning is the essence of life. I will catch you on the flip side. Peace out.